Last week, we examined the act of prayer. We spoke a little about its potential for a unique form of courage. A brief examination in contrast between Yudhishthir and Arjun, two of the brave warriors from the Mahabharata, will help shed light on the value of this courage. Though they shared similar life experiences, they had divergent personal outcomes. These were exceptional human beings. It is noteworthy, however, that though they were champions amongst men, they are still accountable to the principles that brought on those outcomes. Let's go back to Draupadi's prayer and the miracle that struck fear into Dhritarashtra. King Dhritarashtra, who was Duryodhan's father and uncle to the Pandavas, lived a tragic life. Although he was blessed with great physical strength, he was born without any vision. And so, even though he was the eldest of three princes, due to his impairment, he was originally passed over in favor of his younger brother, asking. He was resentful of this decision, and his eventual ascension to the throne did nothing to quell his resentment and the insecurities that were born from it. Thus, he was continually complicit in his son's heinous conspiracies against the Pandavas, even while outwardly expressing great affection for them. After the original dice game, he returned everything back to Draupadi and the Pandavas. He allowed them to return home, asking them to forget what had happened. But make no mistake, this was not chivalry or benevolence. This was an act of self-defense, a futile attempt to erase a horrendous mistake. But his petulant son did not see it that way. Incensed with his father's lack of resolve, Duryodhan demanded, implored even, his father to call back the Pandavas for another round of dice. Duryodhan knew how to get his father to comply by blaming him for allowing the Pandavas to regroup and stew in anger and thus risking their family's life. Duryodhan, whose arrogance, jealousy, and lust for revenge had now been compounded into this ravenous greed, would have benefited greatly from the company of the great poet Mirabai, who knew that the bliss that man seeks in his mindless rush or dash for wealth is actually available by surrendering oneself to God, whom she had won over. Vastuva molika di mere sataguru Vastuva molika di mere sataguru Kirpa kare apanayo Ayoji mene Kirpa kare apanayo 
आयो जी मैं राम रतन धन पायो आयो जी मैं राम रतन धन पायो Duryodhan however was not going to be deterred and not going to be convinced and his father Dhritarashtra was too weak in character to challenge his son's folly so once more against the wise counsel of his brother Vidur Dhritarashtra invited Yudhishthir to a second game of dice the pandavas loyal to their eldest brother begrudgingly honored this invitation and Yudhishthir fully aware now of the impending doom had seen this as his dharma so duryodhan successfully cheated and won again this time the loss meant the pandavas would go into exile for 14 years if they managed to remain unrecognized during the last year of the exile their kingdom would be returned to them considering the pandavas overwhelming superior wealth and military strength that they would honor such devastating consequences as a result of a loaded game of dice clearly this was a very different time but anyway 14 years went by too fast for duryodhan and his father apparently because you know the pandavas returned and rightfully wanted their kingdom Now during that time Dhritarashtra once called his wise brother uh Vidur he valued his wisdom at least enough that he found it entertaining he told him about the trouble he was having sleeping a virtuous uh, brilliant and and wise Viduraji told his brother sleep leaves those who steal those who are lustful those who have lost their wealth and those who have failed to achieve success or those who are weak and have been attacked by a stronger foe i hope dear brother that uh, these calamities have not befallen you i hope you haven't been overtaken by grief resulting from coveting wealth belonging to someone else dhritarashtra was mesmerized by vidur's wisdom and intricate understanding of dharma and as viduraji eviscerated dhritarashtra's decisions He also praised Yudhishthir's patience and honor. And this was news to no one. Everyone in the Kuru house was aware of Yudhishthir's exceptional adherence to dharma. The sages of the Vedic tradition cherished scientific inquiry. They studied the cosmos, they studied the natural world, they developed technologies to improve the quality of life, but These sages were also well versed in philosophy, meditation and introspection. Though they marveled at the many wonders they discovered, they did not lose sight of the fact that everything they studied had a lifespan. They saw clearly that the perceivable world and everything that sustains it by its very nature slowly but inevitably deteriorates into a form of chaos or disorder. they didn't fear this fact nor did they surrender themselves to fate they considered the purpose for this design they accepted the entropic nature of creation and made monumental efforts to understand the interdependencies 
that could foster prolonged sustenance through order and harmony. These sages helped formulate systems that promoted duty, morality, ethics, and virtue in individuals and communities and societies and governing bodies, all meant to maintain order and to allow for life. Collectively, these systems in practice are what we refer to when we use the word dharma. Now, there are elements to dharma that are universal, elements that are specific to time and place, and elements that are specific to individuals. This is why knowing dharma, and even more importantly, living a dharmic life, is essential. Dharma lessens our contribution to the, deteri- the, te- the deterioration of society and world that sustains us. More specifically, it allows for the attainment of wealth and worldly fulfillment without further detriment to one's spiritually inclined pursuits. But perfecting dharma is no small task. In chapter 6, verse 92, the Manusmriti lists 10 characteristics that identify the presence of dharma. 1. Patient persistence. 2. Forgiveness. 3. Self-discipline. 4. Abstinence from all forms of theft. At every level. 5. Purity. 6. Control over the senses. 7. Discretion or the ability to decipher true and false. 8. Knowledge, particularly of one's true identity as a soul. 9. Honesty. And 10. The absence of anger. That is to say, Yudhishthir's accomplishments in the field of dharma were no small achievement. But as outstanding as it was, it wasn't the end-all. On the eve of the ninth day of the Mahabharata war, Bhishma listened to Duryodhan's vague taunts and complaints that his grandfather didn't care for him because he refused to kill the Pandavas. Self-absorbed as he was, Duryodhan remained completely unaware of Bhishma's self-sacrifice for the sake of his grandson's unjust cause. Resentful as ever, Bhishma responded to his grandson in gentle words, promising that tomorrow he would fight in a way he never had before. And Bhishma lived up to this promise. No one could slow him down. He was a terror, wreaking havoc upon the Pandav army. By the end of that day, the Pandav camp was shook. All anyone spoke about was how terrible Bhishma had been and how there didn't seem any chance to win as long as he fought. Yudhishthir was full of sorrow. He was ready to stop fighting and return to his forest exile. He cursed himself for all of the sorrow he had brought upon his family, his friends, and everyone who had taken up his cause. All of this was in response to what he had witnessed in Bhishma that day against his army. Though he was very different from his cousin Duryodhan, Yudhishthir would have done just as well to have had Mirabai's company. Teri mit jaye sab shanka chinta 
मिट जाए सब शंका चिंता नाम हरि का बोल रे नाम हरि का बोल रे तू छोड़ दे तू छोड़ दे तू छोड़ दे अब मन मानी रे प्राणी जो सुख लेना मोल रे नाम हरि का बोल रे काहे फरे तू ढीले हाले झूठी माया के मत वाले झूठी माया के मत वाले काहे फरे तू ढीले हाले झूठी माया के मत वाले झूठी माया के मत वाले पीले प्रेम पियाला रे प्राणी पीले प्रेम पियाला रे प्राणी हरि नाम अणमोल रे हरि नाम अणमोल रे नाम हरि का बोल रे नाम हरि का बोल रे तेरी मिट जाए सब शंका चिंता नाम हरि का बोल रे नाम हरि का बोल रे कृष्ण खाम डूदिष्ठिर ही रिमाइंडेड हिम दैट Krishna was still on his and though he had promised not to take up weapons in this war he was not going to allow the pandavas to lose if he had to he himself will kill bishma if arjun weren't this sort of moment brought yudhishthir back to his senses and they all decided that it would be a good idea to go to bishma himself and ask him how they could defeat him or in other words how they can kill him bishma welcomed the pandavas that night lovingly when they showed up at his camp his love for his grandchildren overflowed and yudhishthir was choked with tears explaining his plight and how he hated himself for what he had done and then he asked his beloved grandfather I hate that I am a warrior. I hate this war, but I must win it. And for that to happen, I must see you killed. I must know how it can be done. Dear grandfather, how can we kill you on the battlefield? These words came to the ears of Bhishma as if it were the sweetest music he had ever heard. He warned that only Arjun or Krishna could ever kill him. He went into 
minute detail on how they should create the diversion that would force him to drop his weaponry and leave him vulnerable to Arjun's arrows. Now, the tenderness of this moment cannot be overstated. Though these were grown men, openly discussing violence and mortality, they had become like small children seeing their beloved grandfather after years of separation. Bhishma, in fact, had Arjun, who Arjun himself was um, soon to be an expectant grandfather. He didn't even know this. Arjun sat on Bhishma's lap. Bhishma had Arjun sit on his lap while explaining to him how to defeat him. And while Arjun buried his head into his grandfather's chest in sadness, Bhishma consoled him. This was the happiest Bhishma had been in a long time. He told the Pandavas that he longed for this freedom. Krishna smiled and promised him that he shall, he shall have his release. And so, when the Pandavas left, Arjun, who was dejected, voiced his hesitation one last time to Krishna. And with a quick reality check, Krishna laid his worries to rest. Arjun, now free from his sadness, was ready to meet the need of the moment. And on the tenth day of the war, the very next day, exactly as his grandfather had explained, Arjun killed Bhishma on the battlefield. Now, Yudhishthir was a different story. He had recognized what needed to be done. He is the one who actually asked his grandfather for the means to killing him. Yudhishthir had always chosen the honorable route. After all, the Mahabharata recognizes Yudhishthir as an exemplar of dharma. But this did nothing to remove the burden of such difficult decisions on his heart. Despite being famed for his wisdom and virtue, Yudhishthir could not overcome the moral ambiguity brought on by the circumstances he faced in life. Praise, consolation, or even the blessings of those he venerated Nothing could alleviate the grief and anxiety he experienced after the war. So, although Yudhishthir had faith in the Shastras, he could not free himself from the conflict arising from his own interpretations. He needed to understand the root of his grief. He needed someone to free him from the ignorance fueling his misinterpretations. Yudhishthir suffered self-doubt even though he won the war the war, even though he triumphed over his enemies, even though justice, after all the years of waiting, had finally been served. But most tragically, Yudhishthir suffered even though he was clearly on the right side, even though Krishna swore to protect him. All he had to do was to surrender to Krishna, who he had already recognized as God. Somehow, Yudhishthir could not see beyond his personal grief, even though the solution to his problem was so close by. This is what made Arjun special. Arjun had leveraged his practice of dharma. It won favor from Krishna in the form of affection. And Arjun in turn saw in Krishna his best friend, his mentor, his teacher, his guru, and his savior. Shashvat Sukhane 
शांति पमारे निर्भय करे स्वामी शरणो तमारो शाश्वत सुखने शांति पमारे निर्भय करे स्वामी शरणो तमारो हाथ ग्रहीने भव जड़तारी हाथ ग्रहीने भव जड़तारी लै जाए श्री जी ने समी लै जाए श्री जी ने समी लै जाए श्री जी ने समी श्री जी चरण मीष नमावी हो तो गाओ स्वामी तवगी गाओ प्रमुख स्वामी तवगी एट द बिगिनिंग the war weighed heavily on arjun perhaps even more so than his older brother however arjun found courage from his faith in krishna by means of complete surrender to krishna this courage allowed him to exercise dharma independent of petty motivations krishna's refuge allowed arjun to feel peace during the most turbulent time in his life the resulting trust allowed arjun to function at the full capacity of his potential when he was ready to give up it gave him the clarity to discern right from wrong amidst the most ambiguous circumstances Next week we will examine a key moment at the beginning of Arjun's journey to winning God's trust. Namaste. Jai Swaminarayan.